johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. born in this country i know you probably know no more about the yet you know i know you weren't born here but i gotta ask you do you know what today is today is a day of infamy unrelated to sports do you know what today is um no 60th anniversary of the day of infamy (laughs) the day john f kennedy got assassinated Oh, eleven twenty-two sixty-three. It's amazing how many Americans I ask that question. They have no idea what I'm talking about, and it's not about whether you're right or whether you're left or whether it's not. Just you know, history, history. You got to learn your history. We don't just talk about sports specs. We teach you about history here on the show. So, if you're listening, imagine Twitter and social media back then with the kind of craziness that happened. You know, that's why I always tell people. You know, people overblow social media. Everything's the same. It's always been crazy. People have always been betting. People have always been uh, losing games in the last minute. Let's talk about Monday before we get into actually tomorrow. How would you have liked it if you were playing Kansas City and they were up 17-7 to and you went to bed and woke up and saw they got shut out in the second half? Uh, what was your take on that game? Because I'm sure, unlike you, uh, unlike me, you watched it and I didn't watch it. But I got a lot of text messages on the game. Did you see that? Did you see well, that? Well, I mean, look, I mean, it, before the game, we anticipated it was going to be a coin flip. The Sharps were on Kansas City at two and a half, which was under the key number of three. Um, anytime you could get Mahomes at two and a half at home, um, usually it's almost like an auto bet in this situation. But look, it was, it was a game that came down to it. So the last, basically the last drive, Kansas City was leading the entire way, but I don't blame the weather. I think the receivers were just hard um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. They have the most drops. They have 24 drops on the year, which is way more than any other team. And they did the same thing. They've been dropping the ball all year. Um, key drops in the game for first downs wasn't Mahomes' fault. The defense actually played fairly well the entire game. I mean, both defenses, there's a reason why one team is 9-1 and one, and the other team 
was um, seven and two. So between the both of them, they've had three losses. Up, the entire up, 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 up. We got the Cal. We got the Cal text from Kansas City. He said, "Chiefs, capital S, capital U, capital C, capital K." <laughs> That's what he said. Well, like I mean, he's he's so used to the Chiefs being the top tier offense in the league. This year, it's actually the reverse. Their defense is actually playing extremely well, which. The offense is still trying to figure it out. I mean, last year, we all thought it has nothing to do with Tyreek Hill, that the Chiefs could actually be a very dominant team when they lose such a pivotal part of the offense and probably the best receiver in football still, um, seeing what he's been doing on the Dolphins, just putting up, you know, video game type numbers. But, um, you know, the Chiefs are struggling. You know, they're receiving Here's what he just core. Said. He just said, he said Mercedes-Benz QB and Honda Civic running uh, 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 um, running backs. Receivers. Or, uh, receivers. Wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. And look, the funny? running backs, good. Isaiah Pacheco has been playing exceptionally well. He's definitely a, a, a young back that is capable. But Kelsey's a year older, and he doesn't have that breakup breakout ability to just run a streak down the field or wheel route, which in years past he was, they had to, the defense had to account for it. Now he's just going to, he's still going to get his yards in the middle of the field, but he's not something the defense has to worry about, you know, breaking the top off the defense. And with Tariq Hill, they had to worry about that. Kelsey was always open because you have to put two guys on Hill. You can't just go, man, on Tyreek Hill. So, um, you know, the receiving core is what it is. Uh, I think the Chiefs are still the team to beat, no matter the the rankings right now, with the Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. But I wouldn't want to go and play against Mahomes in the playoffs at home. So hopefully the Ravens can make a run and, and get the one seed because playing at home in the playoffs is different. I don't care about the 13-3 and three year when the Ravens had a bye and, you know, laid an egg against the Tennessee Titans, much, Lamar is much more mature. The defense is much better. I don't care about the layoff. I think it will just get guys healthy. Having home games in the postseason means everything because when you're looking at postseason football, in the, in the regular season, the windows are much bigger, meaning teams can go up and down the field, but when you get to the red zone, then it's basically like the best analogy I can give you, Eric, is it's like running a play in the NBA, running a half court, you know, an actual play versus the rest of the field. You're basically running, you know, a, a breakaway in the NBA where you're not actually running an established play. And in the postseason, those windows are tighter, players are game planning and focused, even though they're focused every Sunday, the postseason, they're just that much more focused. And the good teams prevail. The good quarterbacks prevail. And that's why you just don't see that much of surprises in the postseason like you do in the regular season where, you know, these 10 or 12 point underdogs are winning outright. Just don't see that in the postseason. So, Again, took the loss with the groups, with the Chiefs, but 
They had a shot. Marcus Vandes Scantling was wide open, hit him in his hands, should have been a touchdown. But that's what happens in the NFL. I mean, the NFL is so close that in in the Island game specifically, with when you have two heavyweight teams playing each other, you know, one mistake like that is the difference in the game. And, you know, we could be talking about this two days later and saying the Chiefs receivers are playing well enough and they caught the ball when you needed to catch the ball. MVS catches the ball. He gets in the end zone. They score. They win the game. But now we're, you know, we're this is what we do for a living. And we're talking about the opposite, where this is the week where we talk about how horrid the Chiefs receivers are. And that one catch could have been the reverse. And, and we could have been saying, uh, you know, they're not that bad. And they've made just enough plays to win games like they have been earlier in the season. So. Again, this this narrative could easily change. Well, let me let, as well, let me give you let me just tell you in terms of efficiency of line making. Right now, currently, if you bet every favorite against the spread in the NFL, you are seventy eight, seventy seven, and nine. I'm going to repeat: you are seventy eight, seventy seven, and nine. So the efficiency on the point spread when you say flip a coin when you say Oh, I said the Monday night game was a flip of coin. You can say that about every single game because basically if you're someone out there and you just flip the coin, you're 50-50. That's but, the efficiency. Wait, 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 wait. But I'm, I'm, and then the home field advantage story means absolutely nothing. Uh, away uh, home favorites are 48 and 48. <laughs> away dogs are 48 and 48. So there's been no home field advantage at all this year. What is still insane is but you're gauging every that week off of the closing line number. Correct. Correct. Which, correct. Which as a group, what we do, oh. we don't we don't do that. So it's the numbers are um, skewed toward the square betting on Sunday at twelve right. o'clock. What's not skewed is this is this insane under season. 96 and 60. You are 96 and nobody scores. It is amazing. <laughs> it is anemic. It is just the most ridiculous. Look at tomorrow. 46 and a half, 49 and a half, 43 and a half. I mean, now, like, just to take that, just to segue, nobody scores. When I got into this business, a high total in the NFL in the NBA was 160, was 170. So let's talk real quick to segue. 309 points yesterday in the Indiana Atlanta matchup. Mm. 56 point cover over the posted total of 253 on the close. 56 points over the total of the total. So you got one sport. You got one sport where nobody, nobody can score, and you got another sco- sport where there's literally no defense whatsoever. Currently, right now in the NBA, just on totals, is we are a uh, hundred and two and ninety. So it's it's uh you know it's again it's it, it, to the over. So you know it, it, it's at least what do you how do you how do you 
where, where do you come up with a team that can score 306 points and they make a total 253? Well, I we, know you guys we gave it out this. yesterday on your other no, show. No, no, we didn't give we didn't we didn't give it out because it wasn't an official play, but. On our other media segment, uh, we go over every single game and we have opinions on every game. Doesn't mean we bet the games, but from an opinion standpoint, um, it, it, a lot of guys were on the same side as me. I mean, the, the, so far the Pacers were 11 and one to the over this year. So they played 12 games. They were 11 and one. They've been, the, the books have been raising that total each and every time and they can't make it high enough. I mean, Granted, what you saw yesterday, now again, this was the highest total since 1991, which is insane. The year I graduated high school in the year, I think you Yeah, but I don't know why they compare it to 91, because back in 91, the rules were different. The play was different. Nobody scored that much back then anyway. So, you know, it really doesn't mean much that it's been that many years, the highest, but even in the last 15 years, that it is the highest total, and they blew that total out of the water. Both teams shot 60-plus um, shooting percentage, which is unheard of. I mean, I think it was over defense? with eight minutes left in the third where quarter. Where is the already defense scored in the NBA? What is going Imagine on, was, man? I mean, and I lost with Atlanta. So how about that? It went over. I laid a three-and-a-half with Atlanta, and I lost with Atlanta. <laughs> they were winning the game. But again, it just goes to show you if the total's that high, you're probably better off just auto-betting the dog because the only way it's going to get over is either both teams got to score. So, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I, we have a lot of very – how you been doing in the NBA? Your sources have been killing it, huh? Uh, close to 60% so far. I mean, again, it's that number will go down. <laughs> By the end of the season, we always do 58 57% in the NBA year after year. But right now, to start the year, um, the group that I deal with is – very highly functional and attentive this year than years most because they are not doing college basketball and he's hyper-focused on NBA. And the strategy talk that I get from him for post-betting is, I mean, it is, to put it into words, it's to a standard guy that's trying to understand what the Sharps tell me would make no sense. It's like talking another language. Um, because they, they create a power rating themselves for teams. And if teams play each other or play wait, a wait, similar wait, wait, wait. opponent. Cal just sent me a text for all the listeners. Tell, tell Cal, Cal to relax. Time. Tell Cal to wait, relax. Wait, just, wait, wait. He said NBA is like printing money. we got to slow Cal down. Well, I know. I know. Slow down. Stick stick to the money management. There's no need to over-obsess. Um, stick to the money management. Um, so... Hold on, I'm reading something as well. Um, so with the NBA, the the amount of work that goes into pregame stuff, because as we all know, they don't they don't post the injury reports and some of the lines, those questionable players were a lot of times they're on the injury report almost every night. So a lot of times the line is already factored in so we could play the overnight release on the game and it's not going to hurt us. But at times it does matter. So leading up to the game, there's a lot of the waiting game to post these things to get to a certain number. Like last night, um, we released the Trailblazers at 13, very close to game time. I'd say it was 10 or 12 minutes prior. 
we needed to wait to that number to get there. Now, some people had 12 and a half. I instructed them to buy a half. So they got to 13. It was a push. We know the odds makers are great. Well, we let's, let's, that, take it one step, let's take it one step further. So we're not going to release on the air who the source is, but we have a source that we're representing, very large betting, uh, and it's a different system. It's a unit betting system where you're assessing a different value to each game. It's not for the meek. It's not for the timid. It's not for somebody with less than a fifty to $100,000 bankroll. But, I mean, he put out Portland of 13 and a half, and you know me, I call him, and I'm like, where'd you get 13 and a half? He's like, you got to get up at 4 in the morning if you want 13 and a half. <laughs> so, you know, there's, I mean, the guy, we're not going to name who he is on the air, but the guy doesn't sleep. It's currently, by the way, it's 12-22-22 on 11-22 on as we're speaking on the East Coast. But I got to tell you, I just happened to look at my phone. You know, it is amazing. The guys that are obsessed and do this for a living, they care less about the teams, as we always say, more about the lines. Um, I do my very best. We, we don't have a lot of people following his stuff because it's the price to, to entry is, you know, is a nice Mercedes Benz, as Cal was talking about. You know, you're not getting in, you, he's not taking less than 50 grand to give up his stuff anyway. And, uh, but the thing is, you know, you're talking about a guy that made $99,000 for a dime per unit better in October. And he's currently, I think, up. So yesterday's a perfect example. The difference between pushing and winning is insane because he, he wins 21,000 yesterday with the push. He wins 28,000 with the win. And so that, that's a big difference when you're betting a unit betting system strategy. You got to fight for that half a point. Um, and a lot of times it's, you know, we got Dave in Tampa. He's a guy. He'll wake up at four in the morning and play every game that we give in real time. He gets it completely. He's uh, one of the guys getting access, but you know, unless you're, if you, you know, the guy doesn't sleep, Dave doesn't sleep. This guy doesn't sleep. Troy doesn't sleep. The, a lot of the unnamed guys that we deal with, they just, they're fighting for the best number. And I always try to explain to the listener, because again, we are in a world, look, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Costi. We, we literally have the biggest audience in the United States in this business now, right? So more is going to sure. be revealed in the next couple of weeks. We have what a hundred, an average of a hundred and fifty-five thousand people that have access to us on a daily basis, and most of the people are used to handicapping. They're used to people buying picks, and they're used to I like a game, and this team is this, and this team is that, and this is new. I mean, I would say of the hundred and fifty-five thousand people that are uh, getting access to us since we partnered up with this organization, which again. When we will release it, when we release it, those listening already know, no, um, those that don't, don't, but how many people of the 155,000 people you think know when you say positive EV, what that even means? Um, you know, it's funny. I get asked that a lot lately. Um, there's a lot of people that don't really understand what the sharp is, um, the easier way to say it is they're pros, but pros, they're not pro gamblers. They're pro betters. Uh, there's a difference. And the difference is they have strategies that no matter what, um, they are happy when they get a better price than when the game kicks off or tips off. So if they're getting plus three and a half and they bet it at three and a half, and when it goes to kick off, it's plus two and a half. 
they're happy about the homework. The game could lose, and they're still satisfied that they got the best price. So because when you scale it and you put in a lot of volume and you're constantly creating high-volume systems, you're going to win more than you lose because you're constantly getting the best price. I mean, think about how many games land on a number. happens all the time. So if you're getting that half of a point to hook on the game time and time and time and time again, you're going to win the games that most people push or even win the games that most people lose because they're waiting and they're betting based on an opinion because the game is about to start when pros are betting days, hours before game time because they're looking at the best optimal price on the ticket. So when you have access to these groups and the majority of these groups, I'd say 99.9% of them don't want to ever deal with the clients because they don't have time in the day to be customer service reps of their products. We have been the middlemen to this for decades now. And I think now that sports betting is so mainstream and, and so sought after as in the next big wave to make money versus gamble, um, more and more people are hip to it and they're more being accustomed to, to doing this right. Like we had, I had a client that I talked to this morning that bought uh, a daily system on our other property that you were discussing. And he had 5,000 in his account. He put 5,000 on the game because he saw the free pick um, uh, videos for the whole weekend. And he's like, Oh, well, if he's winning and he's only lost one of these games, that um, he's going to lose. And that it was the game that you were discussing, the Atlanta Hawks. Well, on the day, he ended up winning from that product. And the client lost because he didn't take the information from that video and call in to get access to a longer, more strategized package with ratings, which, which in turn would have had him never bet 5,000 on the game, I would have given him the coaching and say, look, if you have a 5K bankroll, you're betting max 3%, and that's an aggressive side. And the client would have really you know, choked up and said, well, well, how do I? Well, I'm not betting 150 on this game. Because so, in his mind, he wants to get that quick, get-rich-quick flip of his bankroll, and now he's you know, backtracking, figuring out how he's going to put more money in his account. We don't want to bust anybody out. That's just the opposite of our theory. So, you know, perfect example was last week I had a client and he texted me and he said, you know, I got to talk. I'm very frustrated. And if he's listening, I'm not making fun of him by all means. Happens to a lot of gamblers. And, you know, as the listeners that know, the games that we post on Telegram are actually betting tickets. They're not just names of teams. So we have accounts for each Telegram channel. So it's very easy when somebody tells me, what the figure should be, I just log into the account and I see the account. Well, yes, last week on the what the client subscribed to, I got not everybody has access to all the same channels, what the client subscribed to, I was down 0.93 of a percent. That means on a hundred thousand dollars I'd lost nine hundred and thirty dollars. So basically breaking even, losing VIG over the week. No big deal. Not even a this based on betting eleven hundred to win a thousand at the end of the week, on the groups that he had, he wasn't even down one bet. He was down $933. So he sent me the text. I said, well, you're only down 0.93%. He 
you know, oh, no, I'm down a couple thousand. So why is that? Oh, because every day you had like multiple games and I did an extra parlay for 500, an extra parlay for 200, <laughs> an extra part. So I said to the guy, you realize I could win every day and I could give you three games every day and I could go two and one every day. And if every day you were going to bet a parlay to time together, you're going to lose when I win. So he thought about it. He says, it's the thing I've, I've always done it now. My whole point is, at some point, you have to stop the insanity and realize that parlay's negative EV. Let's tell everybody about our weekend. How was your How was your Saturday? What did you do on Saturday? What did you do I on Saturday? Do I know what I, I did. I went and met a client. Lunch. Adam, Han- I went and a client. Oh, oh yeah, you yeah, mean? yeah, I went yeah, yeah, a- yeah. Right, right, right. So yeah, we, we so we have a client. We have here. a client drive. Yep. We have a client drive, and we're not going to discuss the amount of money that. We were given, but it was a nice Mercedes. And, you know, we sat there and we were very interested in the history of the client, how he could, he's betting 10 dimes a game, every game. That's his unit. So he's dealing with a million dollar bankroll. And I said to him, you know, how did you get involved? And he said, oh, I, I wasn't, I hit a, a 12 teamer out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> now tell Every everybody time. the story. He took twenty grand and he turned it into what? He turned it into two hundred, and then he said he took it back to twenty, right? And then he called it every time. Yep, every time. You can't. You can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. It's it's every single time. It's it's always starts with the twelve teamer and. <laughs> Oh, man, it's, it's it's frustrating at times because you. And I said, "How much did you keep the, of the two hundred? You know he said, "No, happen. I went you back know. down to twenty. That's why I called you." <laughs> right. But that's that's what happens, man. When you're naive and you don't have, uh, you know, the information consistently to be fed to you of how to do this correctly. I mean, this is that's what's going to happen. So let's talk about tomorrow. We already have some plays from our various different groups, so but just in terms of in terms of the the uh you know, the San Fran Seattle game. Let's talk about that one. It's a key number. It was six and a half, now it's seven. What do you who do you like in the game? For act like you have no knowledge of any plays or any stuff or anything. You know what I mean? Uh which matchup are you talking about? You're talking about the the third game, the eight twenty game oh, you're talking night, about the San Fran Seattle. I mean uh, from what I'm seeing, uh, we don't have a play on the game. Um, from what I'm seeing out of the 49ers, they're a much different team than on the three-game losing streak. I mean, it is a division game. I am, based on what I saw on Sunday, it doesn't look like Geno Smith is going to play. It's a very short week coming off an injury. They throw Drew Locke in there. This game's going to be a route. I just don't see it. And again, this is the NFL and uh, this is not a play for a reason because my sharps didn't give it out to me. But if I had to blindly bet the game, uh, the fact that I'm not laying seven and a half, I would lay the seven with San Fran. Chase Young, the addition, is a huge factor. I know Tufanga, their top safety, is hurt. I don't think it's going to matter. I think with Drew Locke at the helm and not Geno Smith, it makes Seattle – Four points worse. I'm surprised the line's not nine, but I think that's just because it's not. Um, they haven't actually ruled Geno Smith out, but there. Even if he plays a couple hits, yeah, it's, 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 it's lit up. It's lit up red and in the circle on Spank odds. 
So I'm looking at it right now. So I'm yeah, sure he's so it's right now they they haven't actually ruled him out yet, but um, I just, this one's going to be tough for them. I just I just don't see how they actually how he plays. So with that being said, I'd lay the points. Um, I'd lay the points with San Fran. Right, so let me ask you real quick before we get out off the, into the more games futures wise. Philly's tied with Kansas City. They're both 450. San mm-hmm. Fran is the third choice, plus 480. That's the, the, the team that my son's all high on, believe it or not, mm-hmm. more than the Ravens. And then the Ravens have now moved up. They were plus 900. They were, now they're plus 850. Keep in mind, they were plus 2200 to start the season. So they've done a nice little run from plus 2200 to plus 850. But if you were going to play a futures play right now, you couldn't get those. And then the Dolphins, who are playing the Ravens on New Year's Eve, which I'll probably take my son to that game, they're plus 900. So you got Ravens are plus 850. The Dolphins are plus 900. Um, Where would be your value play? And then the last team, Dallas plus 1200. Where would be your value if you were looking to bet a futures, you know, over halfway through the season on this Super Bowl? Um, don't say the Ravens, to get just value, you're a Raven to, get, free. to get serious value right now, um, as crazy as this is, because I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. But for value purposes, the, the easiest route that I see to get to the to get to the NFC Championship game would be Detroit. Um, right now, they're eight and two. They have a cupcake schedule the rest of the way. While plus thirteen hundred, they're under Dallas. Yeah, yeah. San Fran. San Fran has a. Very tough schedule. The Eagles have a very tough schedule. The Cowboys have a very tough schedule. So those are the the teams at the top. Um, so that being said, I could easily see Seattle finishing running the table, uh, maybe losing a game. But I, I I think they have an opportunity to have a good route. If they're at home, they have a shot. Um, they are very good at home. As long as the, again, we don't know what teams are going to be healthy a month from now. And that is a huge factor. But in terms of schedule difficulty. Oh, that's on any future ticket. Yeah, but certain teams, they could still succeed with injuries, um, obviously, if they're not the core guys. But um, Detroit right now, from a a long shot out of the top tier, I would I would take, I would put a couple hundred on them because they, they do have a very clean route. Um, to the postseason. So, with all that being said, still a, a gamble. Um, we're not posting it. This is not something I personally. Right, well, let's said, let's 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 segue back to Detroit tomorrow. The Turkey game tomorrow, the first twelve thirty kickoff, Eastern Standard Time. Let's talk about the Ch- Detroit land seven and a half against the Packers from a spread point of view. The total went from forty five to forty seven, and the line opened up and went from seven to seven and a half. So let's go right back into Detroit. What do you think? So I've, in this, you already know my position in this game. Um, we already grabbed Green Bay at plus eight um, at the early number. I think it's a lot of points for a divisional game. Can the Lions blow them out and and it makes us look, you know, like we don't know what we're doing? Sure, that's part of any game. It's the NFL. But grabbing eight, Green Bay has some life in them um, coming off last game. I, I do believe Jordan Love indoors when there's no weather, because he's not an accurate passer to begin with, 
I think is going to benefit him playing in a dome. Um, the Lions almost lost to the Bears last week, and the Bears' defense is atrocious. And they literally almost lost that game. They they were down basically the majority of the game. They didn't cover, um, but they almost lost the game outright to the Bears. So I think the Packers have enough in them to keep it close. I could see this being a three, four-point win by Detroit, but grabbing eight, I think, is, is a big, big number, especially divisionally. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's the other way around. Seattle's getting seven at home because they're that much worse. Um, without a quarterback versus San Fran, where Detroit is that much better. Um, I, I think, truthfully, the line should be nine, nine and a half. So, you know, I think that they're not going to – sorry, sorry, it's the, the reverse. I thought Green Bay at eight was a good price. It should be lower in the division game. Sorry, I was looking at the Seattle game again. Um, with the Detroit game, I thought the line should have been five, five and a half. But because of the last week's overreaction of them coming back and storming um, and Green Bay having some life, uh, I don't think they got um, a lot of validation from that win versus the hard Chargers. So uh, getting eight in this one, I, I do like Green Bay. And let's talk about the team un- above Detroit in the futures, which is Don't have a play on this one. Um, and we've been talking about And they are, by weeks, the way, man. Dallas, by the way, Dallas is in the top five. And for everybody who wants into the top five, it's one, two, three, four, five, top five teams. Tampa Bay, Dallas, Minnesota, Detroit, and Jacksonville are all seven and three against the spread. The number one team against the spread is obviously the Eagles. Six and two and two. They've actually pushed two games, but they're part of the top five, which is they've been just printing money for NFL betters. So no matter, it seems that no, now again, we have, I don't want to get into who we have and who we gave and who is on what, but it seems no matter what, how high they make the line on Dallas, even that back to that 17 and a half point favorite uh, a couple weeks ago against the Giants, I believe, they just keep covering the number. Yeah, it's it's against bad teams. Dallas all year has dominated, and they've blown them, blown them out of the water. And I've been on the wrong side of those Dallas, uh, you know, demolition derbies. Um, yeah, and you more, and most year. likely we will be, and most likely we will be again. But again, that goes back to that's life when you're playing on the pro side, obviously. You know, getting double digits is obviously the auto bet value way to play. Um, I'm not saying, you know, so, but I was just wondering, forget about who we have or who gave us what, you know, do you think that just Dallas, I mean, you're never surprised if they just blow them out. You know what I mean? No, at at home, but we actually went over this uh, yesterday and Dallas on Thanksgiving games is actually not covered. I think four out of the last five years. Um, so I don't know if that really means anything. Um, new team, different scenario, different record. But um, this year, which I think matters more than most, obvious for obvious reasons, um, Dallas against bad teams has destroyed them. Um, what I saw from Washington last week was a team that was laying 10. I could not believe we were on the other side. We had 
the Giants early in the week plus 10. Um, I don't know how they're favored by 10 over anybody. That was shocking. I mean, a team that is at the time was four and six was 10 point favorite over a team that was terrible in a division game. So we love the Giants yes, last week, so we were all over them. And the fact that they're 12 and a half, I mean, the number's right. I mean, how high can they make it? 15? I mean, the, you know, then they have to have the number. The, the number seems dead on. That's why I don't see it uh, a play out of our out of our groups yet or will even play this game. Um, this is just one of those games. It's just it's turkey day, midday. They're 430 time slot that they play every year. Uh, it's a good game to watch for entertainment. Maybe if you have some fantasy implications, maybe if you're doing uh, same game parlays for entertainment, which I know a lot of people love to do for fun. That's the type of game that you enjoy and just have some action on. But from a pro side, I'm staying away from this one. I, I to this to this minute, I have not got to play on this game for my groups, but I would not be surprised one bit if Dallas beat them by 28 points. Wouldn't be surprised. We actually do have a play for one of the groups, but we'll leave. we're not going to mention it here. Um, okay, got it. What about these totals? Again, the world is living in the world of no offense and the unders. Do you see any of these teams actually putting up a, a successful overbid where they just, you know, there's a lot of scoring and a lot of action? Or do you think that we're going to be looking at you know, boring, I, we haven't grinding, been on Thanksgiving? I haven't been on games. many. I haven't been on many totals this year, man. It's uh, the groups I I personally deal with um, haven't been. A no, big no, no, no. I'm not asking year. you. I'm not asking you what. I'm not. I'm saying, do you think? That's not what I asked you. I asked you, do you think we can get some shootout at the OK Corral? Or do you think it's just? Yeah, I'm not I can, I can see we're Detroit or. Green Bay being a shootout. Um, it is an early game on Thursday, which is usually is not a shootout traditionally. Um, I have to double check the numbers, but I think we went over this one as well on a previous media obligation. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, how do you? I mean, these totals are so low. San Fran with no quarterback with Seattle is forty three. Detroit Green Bay forty five. I mean, they're begging you to take the over. They're begging you. And again, I mean, we see the numbers this year. There a lot of games go under. I mean, look at the game on Friday at three o'clock. Miami and the Jets. Forty one is the line right now. Opened at forty two. It's going down. It's like right. people are banging the under because they know statistically it's been a printing money season. And and there there's gonna be a forty point total on a team that scored Miami who scored seventy. At one point this season, is averaging 30 points a game. I mean, I don't know. It's a division game. Uh, like I said, I don't have groups that traditionally hammer over-unders, so I, I really don't have any opinion on them. But, I mean, they're just, again, they're begging you to take the over. And they're basically saying Miami will score their regular average and the Jets need to score 10 points. Can't even score two touchdowns. I mean, I know they have a brand new quarterback now. They bench Zach Wilson. Sometimes they could that could light a fire in, in the team, and there's no game plan for this quarterback. And he usually gets a game in um, where he actually produces something because there's no tape on him yet. And then and then the defenses catch on, and he can't really continue. But 
Man, 41? That's low. Slow for the NFL. Let me ask you this question. We're going to just go all the way to the West Coast where I got family in L.A. We're going to just go all the way to the Sunday night game. Baltimore flies from the East Coast to the West Coast, laying three and a half on the road. What do you think? Sunday night game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I, I've been on the Steelers early in the year. I think this is a good spot for the Chargers to grab the three and a half. Um, I, this is not a game. I could see it go both ways, obviously. I mean, the Ravens could easily perform, but usually this is the spot where it's a, you know, it's going to be a hard game. I mean, the Chargers put up points. It's it's going to be up to our defense. I mean, the Chargers have been hard at home. They've covered one game at home so far this year. They're two and three at home on the year. Baltimore is actually pretty good on the road. They're three and one on the road, but they've only covered two of those games. So three and a half, that hook is a lot, man. I mean, people people say, oh, well, they should win. If you're going to bet the Ravens and you want to bet the Ravens in this case, I'm not saying it's a positive EV move, but you bet them on the money line. If you believe that, I, laying three and a half is terrible on the road. Now, can we have this conversation next week and the Ravens win by 14 and they pull away? Sure. But from a standpoint of what I think is going to happen in this game, I think that half that hook is going to matter. I could see Tucker kicking a late field goal, winning the game for the Ravens, and the Ravens win by three. So it's tough. I mean, this is one of those games where the Chargers have all the talent in the world to score on anybody at any time, but their defense is terrible. But can their defense have a decent game, and will the loss of Mark Andrews be a big factor? I don't know. We haven't seen that offense yet because we had him for three quarters against the Bengals, and the Bengals didn't even have a quarterback from the second quarter on. So it's be interesting to see. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a Sunday night game. Be very exciting. I could just relax and not be super stressed and enjoy all the games. Cause usually when the Ravens are playing at one o'clock, I hyper focus on that game and I can't focus on any other game. So we shall see. It was fun. The experience. I mean, DraftKings took. I thought you were going to give me some like, excuse that you had a long lost friend in LA. You had to go meet. On no, 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 no. But no, DraftKings. Uh, okay. DraftKings gave me a cool experience last week. I mean, you saw the pictures. They brought us on the field pregame. I was able to watch the the team warm up. I mean, those guys. I mean, I'm, you know, five eleven, two twenty, and I, I, that's average height. You know, average height. You know. I'm, I'm a pretty. I thought I, you mean I'm not. I'm not average height. No, you're not. You're not average height. You're what's called yeah. below the average. But you know, I'm. So you know, speaking these guys about are, below the average. Wait, wait. You just segue in. I'm taking my daughter, dad, daughter date tonight. She's off school. I have her alone. My son has a function. So, so I'm taking her to see Napoleon tonight. So, are you trying to like? Are you trying to? Is that where this comes from? Me and Napoleon, we have something in common. That's all I'll say. Um, yeah. So let, let let let's talk about let's talk about Cal's team. The old public is going to be coming back on because everybody likes to bet the Monday night loser the following week. But again, 
you're approaching a crazy number. They're playing in Las Vegas. Nine, man, nine. Eight and a half in some spots. Eight in some spots. I'm, I'm looking at the screen. You can get nine and a half, nine, eight and a half, and eight if you shop and you have enough outs. But let's just go with nine right now as that's the, you know, what do you, you know, talk to me. Raiders. Yeah, I mean, Raider the, the Nation. Vegas, Let me hear it. Raiders are they're a good covering team at home. They they produce, they they score points, they don't get blown out to cover spreads. Again, this Aiden O'Connell experiment, um, it's not terrible. I mean, the coach Pierce that's come in as an interim coach is he's got these guys uh, pumped up, man. You know, it's you're you're seeing some some life out of them. It's it's not what I anticipated, which was gonna be, you know, they're just going to get the doors blown off them every week. I mean, last week they kept it competitive versus the Dolphins, only lost by seven. Uh, the week before they they beat the Jets, they beat the Giants. That's not saying much, but still, winning is winning. It's hard to do in the NFL. Um, you got the Chiefs coming in. The Chiefs just don't blow anybody out. I mean, I, they're just they don't. I mean, last game they lost by four. When they played Miami in Germany, they won by seven. Um, then they lost to the Broncos. Then they won by 14 versus the Chargers. They won by 11 versus the Broncos. Seven. So, I mean, versus the, the Vikings. Again, on the road, you don't see them blowing anybody out. So, until I see it, this is a team that is above average. But right now, they're kind of figuring things out. Um and, uh, you know, it's a division game. And usually when it's a division game, they, they get up for it and the teams know each other. And nine and a half points is a lot of points at home to, to get because it's an easy backdoor cover. If the, you know, if the Chiefs are up by seven, then they kick a field goal, they're up by 10, and then they get a backdoor cover with the Raiders and, um, they get three, you know, so it's, it's something that I see could happen in this game i would not lay nine and a half with the chiefs in this spot simply because what i've seen all year they're just not a team especially on the road that's blowing anybody up and with that being said let's talk about this patriots game against the giants well let actually before we do that let's talk about the buffalo bills against the eagles that's a compelling matchup uh eagles come back take the win on Monday night, short week, Thanksgiving week, chilling out, watching football on Thursday, and now they're only laying three at home against the Bills. I don't have a play on the game uh, from it's, – it's tough because what Buffalo showed you last week with a new coordinator um, played great, but who did they play against? They played against the Jets, and the Jets' defense was on the field for – 80% of the game. So uh, I don't care how good of a defense you are. If you're put in bad spots and you don't have time to recover, you're going to get scored on. The Eagles short week back home, though, they're just a good team at home. I mean, they've only, they're 4-0 at home, but they're 2-1-1 one one against the closing line spread. They get the job done. I think Buffalo is way overrated, and I'm surprised the line's not three and a half, but they're trying to keep it low. But, uh, I could see the line at game time where the public is going to bet Philly and the line's going to inflate. So if you were, you know, if you get in on it early, three is a good number. Uh, we don't have a play on the game, but from a sharp side at home, uh, the scenario 
the Eagles need to keep winning uh, to secure that number one seed. And this is going to be a tough game. It's not going to be easy. There's a reason why the line's only three. But surely getting the Eagles at three versus anyone at home, um, the way that they're playing, um, seems like a pretty solid play. And what about this team that can't cover a game? Carolina Panthers. They're the worst team in mm. football. They are currently, I'll give you the exact stats. They are currently one and seven and two ATS. We actually and we had, had them in that one, game. one of our groups. We had them in the game. One won. team they, they, they won outright and won. Um, so, you know, they're getting three and a half at Tennessee. Tennessee has been much to desire. They're four and six ATS. Um, talk to me on that game because, you know, I have a feeling the public will be all over Tennessee. And right now, the public tickets are coming in on Tennessee. Um, but Tennessee's been very good at home. I mean, they're, they've actually lost all their games on the road. Um, at home, they've been 3 and they're 3 and 0 so far at home. Played a lot of road games and they're, they against the spread, they're 3 and 0 at home. I can't stomach putting my money on Carolina. I can't, I've seen it all year. I get it. I mean, we don't have a play on the game, but, um, man, I, I just can't touch them at all. I mean, the whole offense, defense, coaching, I mean, last week was so many, so many penalties were just like they gave the game away. I mean, they were they were relatively close with Dallas to get the cover majority of the game. And then just horrible, horrible. And I guess it all comes down to leadership because when when you have guys making unsportsmanlike conduct, and roughing the passer, and just and it happens on the same drive, then it's just a bad coach team, and and that's the coach's fault because of the, usually the good coaches have their guys, you know, disciplined that they don't make those mistakes, and and you saw that in the first half, and as soon as that happened, and Dallas started scoring, then they just blew them away because Carolina was one dimensional and they could only throw the ball at that point because they were down so much, but they were within reach and. Man, I just, I, nothing, I, I can't convince myself one bit to put a dollar on Carolina. I'd rather, if I had it, I would bet Tennessee and just pray. And not that I'm betting on the For the listeners that have, for the listeners that have access to all of our groups, you know, the, the, the six figure guys, we do have a play on that matchup. Come on in, come on in. We do have a play on that matchup. And, uh, you know, as, as again, as we like to say, um, you know, at least me, I don't care. It's just a game. You know, if I got to bet them, I got to bet them. Um, you know, uh, all I can say is this. Fading the public will keep you above water. It won't make you a lot of money because that's the whole thing about fading the public. People really think that they can go online and see public tickets. And unless you're really paying to get access to those public tickets, you don't really know. Um, but you know, I want to ask you about this game. This is one that a lot of, I guess, sharps will try to middle. Look at the Rams line. It opened up at two and a half, went to plus one. Now it's pick them. 
I know that there's some guys that got early money at, on the on the Cardinals plus two and a half. Now it's and then they and now it's Arizona. It's a boring game, obviously, but again, people trade games. Do you guys have anything? Have, I didn't look at the other groups. Anybody on the Arizona Rams game? No, don't have a play on this either. Uh, the line flip is injury related. Um, the the Rams are facing Arizona. By the way, sure. six and five eight. Arizona six and five ATS, um, and I'm looking here at the Rams, but uh, the Rams are four and five ATS. Eh, not nothing to write home about. Go ahead. Well, it's a different team. I mean, it's hard to judge Arizona's ATS record since Kyler Murray's only been back a couple games. Last he won the first game when he came back. Last game he kept it very close and could have easily beat Houston. And they're they're good at home versus the spread. I mean, they're they haven't been favorites at home during the season, but now that there's injury concerns for the Rams, this is uh this is what's going on with Cooper Cup. Um definitely um questionable. I don't think he's gonna play. Uh, it's hard to tell right now, but um there's there's a lot of you know, I don't know. Right now he's got I know the ankle, but he said he's not going to miss time. Uh, this was yesterday. This is going to be one of those let's wait and see at post scenarios, but it's a coin flip game all around. Would not be surprised. Well, well let's, let's do win. this. Before the, music, before, before the music starts, let's go to Monday. In the top five is the Minnesota Vikings. They're 7-3 and three ATS. They're currently laying three and a half against the Bears. So that's next Monday. The Bears are holding their own against the spread. They're four, five, and two. Uh, like so got sixty seconds talking about Monday night. Yeah, you know, must win doesn't mean they the cover the three and a half. There you go. Uh, we'll I'll be back. Happy Thanksgiving. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. We'll see you guys next week. Gobble gobble. <laughs>